Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Wendelin Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy, happy Monday. It's so good to be with you again. I am excited. This is the first day of the week. I have more days to go out and discover, explore, and continue to be great. And I want you all to feel that same power, all to feel that same enthusiasm. I have a great guest today. We're going to talk to a man who we were laughing. I'm going to say he's my friend, my friend in my head uh, because we haven't done a whole lot of socializing. We've been in so many of the same rooms and so many of the same platforms, so many of the same speaking engagements that I feel like I know him. And what I do know about him is no one has ever said a negative thing about him. And that he's clearly a man of integrity and uh, definitely one of the ones you want to say, keep in your pocket. This, this man right here is great. So talking about the phenomenal Ron Harvey, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Ron is a native of Florida, and he is a certified leadership coach, speaker, trainer, facilitator, and I'm going to add author to that. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, he's retired from the military with 21 years of service. So I told you a lot about his character. He has over 35 years experience and leadership experience and working with leaders on all levels, from a solopreneur all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. He's done a lot with large corporations as well. Um, the man is learned. He earns his craft. He, um, and I love this about him because oftentimes people get to a point and they've had some success, and then they stop. But I, you, can, you can hear from this um, introduction, he's earned a Bachelor of Science degree in business administration and a master's in business administration. And he's earned certification in leadership coaching from Georgetown University, certification in adaptive leadership from Harvard University. And he is a certified coach with John Maxwell's team and with the International Coaching Federation. So, hey, guys, let me introduce you to the friend in my head, Ron Harvey. Ron, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Gwen. Thank you for having me, and, and I, I hopefully that's recorded. I mean, that's a very great introduction. Thank you for inviting me to Growing Into Greatness. Yeah, great. And, yes, absolutely, you've been a person I've been wanting to get on the show for a while, just hadn't gotten around to do it, and I just said, let me stop right now and make this phone call. But tell me all about Global Core Strategies and Consulting. That's your company. You are in partnership, and you are the vice president of that company. So tell me a little bit more about your company and kind of what you do and how you help folks. Yeah, Gwen, we've been in business since 2013, um, leadership development firm. My wife and I uh, created, um, and we created because there was just a, a gap of, of developing leaders internally to take care of organizations, whether it was trust or whether it was silos, whether it's communication or just taking really great care of people. And so we launched a company to close that gap to help organizations create a winning culture um, through building trust and effective communication. And just at the end of the day, allowing leaders to, to lead with their heart um, and take care of people because it's what they want to do and not because of, you know, some end-of-the-year appraisal um, or someone's making them do it. So we have a real passion for, for making a difference for people that we can make a difference for, um, and we mm-hmm. have a, a real passion for adding value. 
Excellent, excellent. So tell me a little about how your company is working. But as I did some research and I've seen you out and about at different seminars and stuff, you talk about different levels of organizational development, cultural behavior changes. Talk about those different levels that you bring to um, your prospective clients. Yeah, for, for all of our, all of our clients, the, the, the things that stand out the most for us and, and what continues to allow people to, to allow us to partner with them is we, we co-create a lot of the work that we do. And oftentimes we'll call them for multiple reasons, whether they're silos and organizations, and so they want to build a, a, a more unified, structured organization where people are collaborating versus separating themselves. Uh, we come in and help leaders, you know, understand themselves so they can lead better. So we do a lot of assessments on the leader. Uh, we do mm-hmm. 360 evaluations, um, and oftentimes we'll call them when there's a, a low trust in organizations. And so people want to build more trust and collaboration and connectedness within their organization. Um, what we've learned over time is that, you know, everybody has a culture in a workplace. We just want mm-hmm. our leaders to be intentional about creating a culture that they can win with, you know, where people want to, you know, you hear best places to work or, or, or leaders are getting awards. We want people to actually be intentional about creating the best place to work or the best place to, to tell somebody to work or to refer somebody to. So our whole role at the end of the day, we truly believe that leaders can make, regardless of where you find yourself, whether it's in your community, your church, running a small business, school district, wherever it is, like how do you get better so the people around you will get better? So that's why you see, you know, for us, we constantly go after certifications as far as credentialing and, and on a Maxwell team or Harvard University. We think leaders should, should never stop learning. Leaders are learners. Mm-hmm. Mhm, mhm. I totally agree with that. And I remember, um, I think I told, I've told the story before when I have gone to a seminar. Um, I think you'll know which one I went to. Um, what's the one? What's the one that Millen College Tech does under Tom Lidbutter? Better. Oh yes, I the, went to that the one. Uh, what is it? Yeah, the the fast track. Fast track. I went to fast track. And so the week before I went to fast track, I was finishing up my session. Okay, I had an eight-week session or something, and I was finishing my session, and um, I think someone came in and talked about Fast Track, and I think um, I was doing it for the city at the time or whatever. So, you know, some of the people that were in my class um, went on to the Fast Track session. So a week later, I, I walk into the class, and, like, four of my students, four of my students were sitting there together, and they were like, what are you doing here? And I said, didn't I tell you guys in the class you got to always continue to learn? Now you see what I'm talking about. I'm coming here to learn something additional so when I do my seminars, I can know the most, the latest, the greatest, learn innovations and keep up with what's happening. They were like blown away and made a lot of comments to me like we never thought you really meant that, didn't think about it too much. Like, oh, no, I continually go and learn and learn and learn to be the best I can be. And I think it's great that you're forcing leaders to do that. Yes. Yeah, which is what we enjoy doing, you know, giving leaders the opportunity to, to continue to get – the world is changing so fast. You know, mm-hmm. Gwen, what I, what I learned, you know, when I, when I got my, my, my bachelor's or my MBA, phenomenal knowledge, but it's changed rapidly since then. And so in order for me to stay relevant and take good care of my clients and provide them the best, i got to continue to assess where I am and assess where I want to be at tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it requires me to do other stuff. Hello? Yes, yes. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear you now. Can yeah, you so it, require, it requires me to continue to learn and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love this um, one thing we talked about here is making a difference by leading under pressure. And I think you're kind of encapsulating that because to be successful, if you are a leader, whatever kind of leader, church leader, community leader, uh, Girl Scout leader, whatever, there's pressure to that. There's pressure in leadership and giving people opportunity to learn how to lead under that pressure. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so I think all of us, Gwen, you know, 
Yeah, and I think all of us, Gwen, we, we get, leaders get defined under pressure. When things mm-hmm. are calm and everything's going just well and you don't have to make any, you know, last-minute decisions or you I think leaders get defined based on how they respond to uh, adversity or pressure, if you will, because that's mm-hmm. when you really got to dig in. And that's when you really got to understand and know who you are and know what you know and, and know how to research and, and know how to use other people. The, mm-hmm. the best leaders I've ever known got defined in those moments of resiliency or moments of pressure. Like, how do they respond when their back is against the wall? Those are the leaders Mm -hmm. I really pay attention to. Right, yeah. And, you know, to that point, and and this really season, this season, if you will, has really um, highlighted that because most of us are under such unusual kind of pressure. Um, There are some pressures of there being some financial implications or the market slowing down or inflation. But this thing with COVID, um, that was yeah. something we never kind of been through before, and that really made people have to think outside of the box. How do I continue to provide a service? Do I change my service? Do I add another model to it? Do I do another way form of distribution? That happened a lot. People had um, yeah. locations come in and shop. Of course, they had to no longer do that. They had to look at doing something online or whatever. So it really made a lot of us um, look at that whole pressure makes diamond thing. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> a whole different, in a whole different um, light. And we've seen so much of it um, at this point in time. So I, I think that it's so great that you guys are coining that and you're working on that to help leaders. Um, tell me a little bit about your piece as it pertains to you guys getting your team on board. Now, we, I did a series, we did a series a couple weeks ago about team building. And it was, it was fascinating. They did it with some other um, entrepreneurs I know. Talk to me about how you help people with defining, defining um, and shaping their team because, you know, the team, the company has a brand, and you're supposed to, as a team member, exemplify that brand, buy into that brand, et cetera. How do you work with folks to help get their team in the right mindset, understanding your major principles and things of that nature? Yeah, I think what, what's worked really well for us, Gwen, and, and for all the leaders that are paying attention is that you're only as great as your team is um, when you're leading an organization. And so what we come into organization is, is trying to find, as we, as we call it, making sure the right people are in the right seats on the right bus. And mm-hmm. I think no matter where you are, I think everybody's phenomenal. Nobody really wakes up and not want to be successful. It's just what are, they, what are they passionate and motivated about that, that they want to do every day, in a, day in and day out. And so mm-hmm. what we do is help organizations determine, first of all, who's on their team, what assets do they bring to the table, and where can they add the most value that they want to add the value at. And so helping mm-hmm. leaders really do that intentionally versus just let it almost fall in place without some kind of guidance or some kind of thought process. So we, we ask our leaders to be very intentional, as we call it, are your aces in the right places? Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so you only, you know, ace, in, if you play cards, it's like you only get four of them, and you only get the decision, like, those four key people got to be in the right position, and you got to empower them, and you got to trust them, and you got to allow them to, to really show up in an authentic way to be themselves. So when you talk about building a team, you sometimes I have to move out of the way so my team can do exactly what they're supposed to do, that I'm not the best person to do it, quite honestly, um, that i got to empower them, trust them, enable them, and provide them resources on the team so they can help my team win. So when we talk about developing a team, there are, there are several things. Are you empowering them? Are they confident? Mm-hmm. Are they confident? You know, do, mm-hmm. do they have the ability to make, like, last-minute decisions and not have to always get approval from the person that owns the company? if they're doing everything right. So there are a lot of things that, that decisions get made in my company that I'm not mm-hmm. the decision maker. Can I approve or disapprove? But I've empowered people to make decisions. I've empowered mm-hmm. people to help us be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you 110% because I always told my staff when um, I had big teams or whatever, 
when I'm not around, make a decision. If the decision you yep. make is wrong, we'll fix it. But you're going to really yep. get me upset if you do nothing. Make the decision. <laughs> and we'll fix it if we need to. You know? But you're going to really get me upset. And I'm going to get you cross-eyed if you don't make no decision. You just sit there. You know? So to your point, it's letting them know, go ahead, make the decision. I'm giving you. And I think that comes from you um, believe you've kind of done your job, that you have told them and shared with them, and that they buy into it. You know, that's another piece. Um, does yeah. your team buy into the vision, the mission, the, the execution? Do they buy into it? So, you know, how do you kind of help people get on, that, on board with you? Because most of us who are entrepreneurs, you know, it's a passion behind it. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. You know, it's, it's just too much time and sacrifice um, if you, unless you have a passion behind it. So have you found some ways to kind of help those people get your passion, get caught on to your passion? So why you, they understand your why, you know, kind of scenario? Yeah, I think it's, it's a win-win for both of us. So we do a couple things to help people get on board um, and, and what is, is our vision or, or our mission, if you will. And so, yeah, I'm the vision creator, and I think that's, that falls into our lap, you know, as my wife and I mm-hmm. own the company. But mm-hmm. we're not the vision carriers. And so okay. I tell people when they come on board, here's our vision, but we need someone else to help carry this vision. We can't be everywhere uh, at all times doing everything for everybody. So mm-hmm. what we had to do, if you go back to Dr. King, who had a dream, Dr. King didn't really carry the dream. He just had the dream. And mm-hmm. so for me and my company, I took that philosophy and say, if I'm going to have the dream, how do I make sure people carry the dream? And they carry what they're passionate about. So I intentionally find people that, that believe in what I believe in, want to do what I do, have a passion for what I have a passion for. And that doesn't mean everybody's on our team. That doesn't mean they're not good people. It's just that they're only certain people that fit into this thing that we call our dream. And, and so mm-hmm. when, when we're doing recruiting for our team or we're hiring people for our team, we say, hey, here's our dream. Tell me where you fit in best and tell me what it is about this that makes you want to wake up and come to work every day. And so for right. us, we do what we call retention. We do, we do retention interviews. And people are like, what do you mean by that? I say, my best employee gets a retention interview every six months. And okay. I'm asking questions. Hey, what makes you come to work every day? Hey, mm-hmm. what, have you ever thought about leaving and what was that about at that time? Hey, what, what are you learning and how are you growing while you're with us? What else do you want to learn and, and how can I help you learn it? So we're trying to find ways to keep our best people because if they're your best, someone else is watching them. And I want to right. ensure that I'm giving them everything they can to stay with us. Wow. You know, that, that I like that. That I have never heard of that. I mean, I know you do evaluations, you know, but the way you're talking about it and retention and trying to, I love that concept. I think that's something people can do and should do more of because the right people, you know, make or break your company, you know, um, yeah. those people who believe and go beyond. I mean, you have an employee who um, comes to work on time and leaves on time and does tasks. But the ones that really you want to hold on to is the ones who come to work and stay a little later, you know, yeah. who um, go the extra mile, who set, who suggest to you, hey, you ever consider doing it this way? I love to have yeah. people tell me, you know, have you ever thought about doing it this way? And if you share the vision the way you and your wife have done with them, then clearly that gives them an impetus to think about it and say, hey, we may be more successful if we consider this, this route, you know? Yeah, and we connect, we connect the dots for them too, Gwen. I mean, for us, often, you know, I can remember when I was younger and, and coming up, and, you know, in the workforce, that sometimes I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't mm-hmm. understand the bigger picture. And so what we, we intentionally do every, every, every time we have people on our team is helping them understand that, like, that one little thing that they do, the impact that it has on this bigger thing that we all are trying to accomplish. So that way they understand that that brick that they may be laying is, mm-hmm. is they're building a home and they're not just putting a brick down. 
And sometimes, and, and that's important for us to continue to remind them that this one thing that you may be doing, if, you know, if, if I was working at, at, at the airport and loading bags, mm-hmm. it, that loading of the bag is so important to the person that's traveling and so many other planes and flights to have to connect with it that if I get complacent, I don't really understand the value of this one thing that I'm doing that's going to change the whole environment that, that, and all the people that we support. So mm-hmm. I think it's on us to make sure that people understand how important their role is. Here's the language I always use. I want everybody on our team every single day to feel appreciated and never tolerated. Okay, like it, like it. And that's a great analogy about the, the bag handler at the airport because you can, I travel a lot, you travel a lot, I'm sure. And your trip could be just totally great flight, you know, great uh, flight attendant, all that stuff. But if your bags are not there when you get there, <laughs> yes, it just kills the whole thing. Yeah. So that's a great analogy. Yeah. It's a great analogy. The man who's doing it, and people think, take that for granted. But that's hugely yes. important to, to do your part to get it where it needs to be by the time it needs to be there and, and all that. So that's a great analogy. I love that. That's that's really good. Listen, tell me this. Now, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. We're going to go back to you a little bit. You just said something okay. that, that kind of intrigued me a little bit. You used to be the vice president of your company. So you're in partnership with your wife, right? So she's yes. the president of the company, I would take it. Yes, she's the president of the company. I, was oh, smart. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Get her on the phone on another show so we can talk about you. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And so tell to me about that a little bit. I know it's all the stuff you're going to come back to your book in a little bit. But, you know, you're doing something extra and kind of unique. You know, you've got a family um, dynamic with you and your wife. And um, I've seen pictures of you guys together, great couple, beautiful lady. And, um, you. you know, and you've got this other family within the business kind of dynamic. Yeah. Tell me how you guys kind of work with that piece a little bit. Yeah, I think what, what helps us, Gwen, and, and, and there are people that ask us all the time, how do we, how do, we do it? Um, and we mm-hmm. always make it look easy. So I apologize to people sometimes because we do make it look easy. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's, our approach to, here's our approach to it. We, we have what we call work-life integration, not work-life balance. We okay. have what we call work-life integration. And, and what that means for us is there are times in our business where I'm, I'm, I'm pulling 80% of the work, you know, within the company for, for the leadership role mm-hmm. because she's, she may be spending 80% of her time taking care of our daughter, taking her to school or doing things that, that she does, you know, that's required for her to do in the home life. There okay. Flips. There are times that I'm doing 20% of, of, of the work piece of it, and she's stepping up to 80% because I may be taking the baby to a game or I may be at an event or I may be at a family reunion or something. So mm-hmm. what, we've, what we've done is if we've, we've managed to, first of all, we do have boundaries within our personal time for our company. So, you know, if you look at our schedule, we, people think we may work all night and we don't. Um, we, we have schedules in place that allows us to step away from the company as a couple and enjoy mm-hmm. our life as a husband and wife and, and enjoy the family. Then we have hours that are dedicated to the company that, that we don't let the, the, the work life bleed over into that unless there's an emergency or something. But we do have boundaries. Um, with each other, um, within the company, and with other people that are going to want. Because an entrepreneur, people will let you work 24-7 if you allow them to tell you. Oh, absolutely. So we do have absolutely. boundaries that are in place that tells our clients that, hey, you know, at 5 o'clock or 5.30, Ron's going to be eating dinner. He's probably not going to take a call. Um, right. Or he's going to be helping his daughter with homework, and, um, and that's mm-hmm. what he's going to be doing. So we put boundaries in place in, in all of that, Gwen, and it's helped us tremendously. And I think that's important because people, we talked about this before, work-life balance, you know, and oftentimes, as smaller businesses, we are in partnership. Either you're 
run the business and the other spouse is working a full-time job that kind of makes you help get things need or, you know, you working so hard and you forget about the, the family time and the children's time and all that. We were talking about the difference. I think that's great um, yeah. that you guys have come up with that way to do it. And, I'm, and sharing it with our, our listeners, I'm happy because hopefully they'll take some of that into consideration because that kind of situation has really damaged the marriages, you know? Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, and it's important because, you know, you have a successful business, but you lose everything else, your family, your kids, your wife, your relationships. Then mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know if – and business is not supposed to, to drive a wedge between you and your family. It should actually help you, you know, create a, a closer wealth gap so you and your family can, can, can give back to the community and help out in the community and become philanthropists and all those mm-hmm. things. So right. it's important for us to continue to keep the family together. Absolutely. Well, let's do this. We'll take a change a little bit, a little switch. Listen, people want to meet with you. Get to be a part of um, have you come and consult with them, your organization, your company, um, website, want to know what, exactly more about what you do. Tell me about how a person can reach out to you for your company, um, your, your com- company, your company's name again, website, um, and, um, and phone number, email, all that stuff. Give it to us. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gwen. If you want to reach out to us, our company is called Global Core Strategies and Consulting with the ING. Um, you can find us at www.gcs.consulting. Um, also, you can reach us at 803-764-1554. And you can always look me up. Um, you'll find me on social media, whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's on Facebook for Global Core. Um, you know, but you're always more than welcome to send me an email directly if you want to reach out to me. And that's at rharvey, R-H-A-R-V-E-Y, at gcs.consulting. You're more than welcome to send us an email. I respond to all of my emails, um, and we're happy. I mean, we're doing events in town, so I, I pride myself on being um, accessible and approachable, but I'm, I'm here to make a difference in our community and add value, and that's really what we love to do, and, and we love helping people reach their dreams. And to that point, you have gone a step further, and I mentioned earlier, you are author of a book. So let's talk about that a little yes. bit. Tell us about this book, what drove you to write it, what you tell us all about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gwen. I, I will tell you, for most people that's intimidated, afraid of writing, I, I never ever saw myself as an author. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought I saw other people as an author. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, probably two years ago, I, I did my first book, and it was called Just Make a Difference of Quotes that I use all over. My wife, you know, g- gave me the energy and put the wind up on my wings, and I did it. Nervous mm-hmm. and afraid and scared, but I did it and, and got it out. Then all of a sudden, something happened for me. Uh, the second book is really, for me, is one of the one of the things that I really, really am happy and proud of. And this book was about more of me sharing who I am. Uh, how do I go from this place of success to significance? Because mm-hmm. by all mm-hmm. trademarks right now today, we've, we've done successful, Gwen. Yes. But what has changed in my life is I care more about helping other people become successful now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've kind of laid out, you know, 10-step model of how do you go from this successful leader, which, you know, most people should get to some level of success. How do you give back? How do you help somebody else? How do you mentor somebody else? How do you develop or, or become an ally or a sponsor for someone else? You know, how do you help other people that are watching you, that are following you, that are supporting you achieve even more success than you may have achieved? So this book is all about going from success to significance. How do you make a difference for other people? Hey, you know what? I'm glad you're my friend. I love I love that concept, <laughs> success to significance. Okay, that'll, as we say in the Baptist church, that'll preach. I love yeah. that. That really is great because, you know, I, you know, I think so many of us are at that point where we have been successful. You know, I've been in New York and places like that, but now it's about me giving back. And it really is. I'm with a nonprofit now. I do that work or whatever. And I think that is 
hugely important. I think it's so important for our society, you know, social justice and all that, to give back. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal concept. Yeah, yeah. and so this, this yeah. year... Which, which what, you know, yeah, which, yeah, which I think is important. I mean, at some point, everybody's going to get to a place where we have to give back. I mean, we have to give back. I mean, I, I think it, it should, you know, for, you know, but I have a military background, so I, I, I started serving because I wanted to do something bigger than myself. And so mm-hmm. now I'm in entrepreneurship. I want to do something bigger than what I, I built the company, my wife and I have, but it's more than just about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what, that's what I'm talking about, growing in greatness. See, that is a prime example mm-hmm. of being successful, doing the work, continue to learn, and now you're pouring that back into other people, and that's what makes you great. You know, greatness is not about the title. You know, grace is not a title. Grace is about what you do for other people. Leadership is not about the title to be the, the big dog. It's about how you serve others. And I think this is so, so important in this time of our society that people like you and your wife are stepping up, your corporation stepping up to really embody and embrace that and, and carry that message out to folk um, because we definitely need more of what you are offering, more and more of it, no question. Thank you. Thank no you. Question. Thank you. So tell me this about the book. Now, where, we, where can we find the book? Where can, get, where can we get the book? Yes, yes. If you go on Amazon and if you put in Turning Point Leadership from Success to Significance, you will find us on Amazon. It'll pop right up. I mean, as soon as you type in Turning Point Leadership, Success to Significance, it's the first book. I don't even think anybody has anything close to that title out there. So it's easy Great. to find. Or you can shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to, to ensure that I send you a direct link. Um, I mm-hmm. would love for you to, to check out the book and give us feedback. And if you like it, go on Amazon and, and let us know that you like it. If you if you don't like it, then, you know, call, call up my business partner and let them know that you're not happy, um, <laughs> and then we'll figure out a way to take better care of you. Yeah. And, you know, and then this is the thing, too. You know, get the book. I'm going to go double do a sales here. Get the book and, and review it and read it for yourself. And then here's the great thing. Then give it to somebody else. Christmas is coming up. Yes. It's a great idea yes. to give the other people who are your colleagues at work, um, uh, other people you interact with, other folk who, you know, got a vision. Um, I'm going to build, I'm going to do a little advertising. That's my background advertising. I'm going to sell for you right now. Get the book, you know, read the book, understand the book. And then one of the things you can do is go buy some more copies and give them out. I mean, that's what I do when I find a good book because I'm not going to give you yes. my book. Yes. You know, I'm not going to give you my one. My, no. Oh, no, I'm not going to give you my book. I have notes and stuff in there, and it's you know highlighted. I'm not going to give you my book, but I will buy you one. And I have learned over the years to do that. I get a good book, I, I go by and buy some more, and I give it to my Especially I have nieces and nephews uh, in their uh, late 20s and 30s, middle 30s and whatever, and I always am trying to impart something to them. And I don't want them to ever be able to say that I didn't know that. Because Auntie told me. Yes. I may not listen to what she told me. Yes. So I think that's a great idea. Um, we get to that season now. It's coming up. You know, get the book and then read it and then get some copies to, to give out. We don't want to support this man who is trying to live up to all that God has allowed him to be. And his, he and his wife. Oh, yeah. So I think yeah. that's wonderful. And, and I'll, so actually, I'm doing an event, yeah, I'm doing an event on October the 7th when, you know, called Live okay. to Lead. And I've been doing this for seven years to bring our community together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I will tell you that I will be having those books at that event. You'll be more than welcome to, to purchase a book. You know, if you come to the event, we'll have them for sale. You know, mm-hmm. but, I mean, there's just so much, you know, that, that we can do to continue to, you know, one of the things I learned, going that I think is important for, for what we do. When I first started a company, I was, and, and I, I know we're a small business, I had to change my mindset, Gwen, from, from the word small. Right. Because as long as I kept saying small business to myself, I operated like a small business. Mm-hmm. I had to say I'm a business owner so I can start being okay with becoming a bigger business and operate like a bigger business. 
And, and, it, and it is a different mindset. So now when I walk into a room, I don't get caught up in, hey, I'm, I'm a small business, I'm not supposed to do all these other big things. Um, and that's what made me start writing books. That's what made me start doing other things that I normally wouldn't do and started hiring a staff and, and, and working across 47 states. Mm-hmm. I had to get away from the mindset of I'm just a small business. I, I love it. I love it. It's excellent. And even no matter how large your staff is, to, back, to your point, you are a business owner. That's the bottom line. Um, you know, and yeah. nobody can dictate how big or, you know, whatever. Um, Ron, I'm thinking you so much. Give me one more time before I do my closing. I'll give you one more time. How do we reach you if we want to talk to you about yes, consulting yes. and everything? How do I reach you one more time? Yes. The, the best way to reach me initially is to send me an email directly. That's R-H-A-R-V-E-Y at gcs.consulting, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G. And you can always find us if you look us up on LinkedIn or you look us up on Facebook or you can go to www.gcs.consulting. That's our website, and you'll have all the access you can fill out, and you can even get on my schedule just by going on there and scheduling an appointment with me. So I'd love to hear from you, love to support you, and quite honestly, we're business. We'd love to do business and have you as a partner um, where we can serve your organization. Excellent. And then, you know, go on, go on to Amazon to get the book. Yes, yes, yes. Do, get the do, book. Do, do the book one more time. Tell them what it is, how to get the book. Yes, yes. Turning Point Leadership. Go to Amazon. If you just pull up Turning Point Leadership from Success to Significance, it'll show right up there. Um, you'll see two different books. The newest book is the Turning Point Leadership, Success to Significance. And if you want to you know, have some positive quotes, there's another book that I wrote, um, and it's called Just Make a Difference. Um, so love to have you as a supporter. Um, I totally appreciate you. I'll tell you thank you in advance. Um, we're only as successful as our community supports us. So thank you for supporting us as well as we support you. Thank you so much, Ron, for being a part of this show. We will be getting back. Like I said, I'm going to call your wife. I'm going to have her on here so we can talk about you. But anyway, yes. <laughs> but anyway thank you for what you do. Um, I have always thank been an admirer of what you do. I've been an admirer of where you carry yourself and your business. Um, I did say that. So this is perfect for us. My goal is to give everybody what they need, tools and actionable strategies, not some, something high, high up in the air you can't even attain, but actionable strategies that can make you be the best person you can be. And so we want you to go out today. And thank you for being on um, with us, Ron. Thank you all for listening to us. Once again, hit me up on social media, Facebook and all, if you want to give us some suggestions, you have any comments, anything you want to add to it. And I'm going to say, once again, it's Monday. we got a whole week. Go out and just be great. Thank you. Have a good evening. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness.